0: I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum.
1: I'm going to give the audience what I think they want. They
2: want chasing and car crashes, They want the cops to bend the rules to get the job done. They want the boy to get control. The they want the good guy to win. They want the bad guy to die. Hopefully, in the biggest explosion, the budget will allow. But most importantly, Senator, They want to walk into a theater and for 90 minutes forget the fucking mess that you have left of this nation. Go get your bubblegum.
0: Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Hello and welcome back to All Out of Bubblegum, the podcast. Today, we are watching Getaway and No Man's Land. Getaway, the 2013 Ethan Hawke, Selena Gomez film, No Man's Land, D.B. Sweeney, Charlie Sheen. And we have with us today... Brandon, Martin, and Stein. How are you guys doing this morning? Hello.
3: Hello. Hi. All right. I'm doing fine.
1: Doing okay. Right on. I went to bed at 5 a.m. 6 a.m. <laughs> I, I sat up all night, watched a movie, online movie marathon on Twitch. What did you watch? Ah, uh, well, like 12 movies. Uh, let me pull really? it up really quick. We watched uh, some 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 shorts, some holiday shorts. Uh, Duck to halls, Bugs Bunny, Looney is this the uh, um, the
2: infamous Twitch movie marathon?
1: Yes, this is the one I brought up on the last episode too, and then was going to tell people to watch it, but then, um, you know, it happened between the two episodes went up, so it I could it was no point in telling people, hey, watch this. Also, it aired last weekend, so good luck with your time machine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we watched a movie called Heater. It's a Canadian. Very downbeat about two homeless people on Christmas Eve. He watched this Norwegian uh, stop motion movie called Pinchcliffe Grand Prix, which I've seen 50 times before. But that was fine. A Czech, Czechoslovakian war movie called Midnight Mass, um, uh, set at Christmas Eve. A Hong Kong comedy Merry Christmas with Karl Maka. Uh, this Argentinian movie, Bad Christmas, which I also watched earlier this year and recommended for the marathon a home invasion thriller set on Christmas Eve it's an animated short called Ururan the Cat Player an anime about where they play cats as musical instruments a Japanese musical called Dance With Me and we watched uh, Christmas Rush with um, Dean Kane. and they also after I went to bed they watched Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and uh, Teenage We Wish You a Turtle Christmas and you also
2: yeah. had time to watch the two movies for this podcast <laughs>
1: Jeez. Yeah, I just I watched No Man's Land and then I watched like twelve movies between No Man's Land and Getaway, yeah. <laughs> which I I don't recommend. It's not not the ideal warm up. Um, <laughs> I'll maybe I'll I'll see if I can remember No Man's Land. Well, because it's it's No Man's Land, the two thousand and one Bosnian war film, right? Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's yeah. a good
2: movie. Yeah, to get you in the Christmas
0: spirit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess my first question as far as these go is uh why is that why is this movie called no man's land because it sounds I'm, I'm cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> good question we we in our the translated title here is death drives a porsche well, that's way which better makes yeah. makes more sense almost because charlie sheen's really obsessed with porsches
0: also that is an incredible rhyme with the uh, original death rides a horse <laughs> oh, ooh, that's I good. love that. That's good,
1: yeah. But then again, "Death Rides a Horse" is probably called something completely different here. Yeah, that one's called "No <laughs> Man's Land."
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's where they got the title. They just were like, well, "What's it? What is it?" Norwegian. But uh, this was, uh, uh, I'll say, it, "No Man's Land" was very interesting. I actually liked it. I like these kind of '80s thrillers of that type. I really like. Uh, eight, eight million ways to die, I think is that what it's called.
1: Eight million ways to die. Right. The
0: Jeff Bridges one? Yeah, yeah. And uh, this kind of, they're, they're, it feels like these like hidden gems from the '80s that nobody talks about. Yeah,
3: it's very '80s, very flashy, very this doesn't um, rise to stylish that
0: level quite. But the main thing I was thinking when I was watching this was that. Fast and Furious writers got some explaining to do. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, this is Point Break, Fast and Furious. Yeah, if you watched but this, them. if you watched this movie, and then you watched Point Break, and then you watched Fast and Furious, is a triple feature. I mean, that's all the pieces to the puzzle. Right there, that's that's everything. That's all that you need to see to see. Oh, this is how they made Fast and Furious. They took these two concepts. They put them together, and that's what Fast and Furious is. It's a worse version of those two movies.
2: <laughs> Would you even need Point Break though? Because it's very similar to No Man's Land. Like they even drink yeah. Corona. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Even Charlie Sheen even has a we're family line, yeah. <laughs> so it was uh, it was very crazy. Also, did you guys spot Brad Pitt? No. Yeah.
2: No, I know. Yeah, I'd,
0: he's at the uh, in the party scene. Yeah. The waiter. I actually... I stopped. I went, wait, what was that Brad Pitt?
1: And sure. Yeah, but I knew to I knew to look for him.
0: I so. did not. Me neither. And then when he was in the... Got to the credits, he wasn't in the credits. So I just, oh, he's uncredited in this.
1: Mm. Well, it's a very tiny part. Yeah. More surprising that George Zunza was uncredited. Because he plays uncle mike and that's a that's a pretty big character pretty important when he comes back in the in the second half that's a big big turn in the movie and it's like this, i didn't why is this guy on the credit didn't have his sag card yet well george zunza from deer hunter i think he had his this sag card by 1987 you
0: think that they would have forced them to put everybody in the credits that has sag
1: yeah i think Brad pitt did not have sag card at this this is his first movie yeah, because there's he he told a story about trying to um, try to improvise a line. He does. You hear you, him? Yeah. If you speak on camera, you you get can qualify for sag. But then the director was like, if you try to improvise again, you're fired.
0: <laughs> he tries to yeah. talk while the char- main characters are talking. So I can see why he'd be upset. Also. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> now I was surprised that M. Emmet Walsh was in the opening credits.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he comes back he's what that's like 80, 80 minutes into the movie he turns up
2: yeah like I think he must have had a bigger part right
0: yeah they probably cut some something out
2: yeah because he's in the opening credits and like Rod said like 80 minutes in he's there for one
3: scene
0: and that's it yeah that was a bit odd
3: I was surprised to see Bill a, Duke I'm oh, sorry
0: yeah no that's what I was going to say I was like this has a, everybody I was surprised to see Bill it. Duke really, in this you starting yeah me too
3: yeah, he dies as he lives on the toilet, but. Yeah. All
0: right. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's a lot of names uh, doing behind the scenes. Still seeing, uh, like, uh, Ron Howard and Dick Wolf, mm-hmm. up as uh, yeah. producers. And Dick Wolf wrote this. And, uh, well, you know what Dick Wolf was doing at the same time? Yeah, I was afraid of this.
0: He was show running Miami Vice. <laughs> <behind>. Yeah. <laughs> I actually yeah. went and looked because I was like, there's no way this is going to cross over. Sure enough. <laughs> I was like watching yeah, this and then... go into the IMDB and then just rubbing my hands together like yes there it is there's the connection right yeah. away
1: <laughs> yeah well this one even feels and looks a bit Miami Vice like, like yep. Wolf brought that with him to this one
0: yeah I don't and, know uh, that's one thing I'll say for so Fast and Furious kind of it's like they try to flip it where instead of being kind of well-off, they put Vin Diesel and his crew as sort of scrappy, lower-class-type people, whereas this movie, you know, Charlie Sheen is sort of, you know, top of the food chain.
2: Well, Charlie Sheen steals and sells Porsches. Vin Diesel steals and sells PlayStation 2s.
0: (laughs) DVD players. Yeah, it's VHS-DVD combo players.
2: Like I can understand why Charlie Sheen's character is richer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's got he's got full-on chop shops.
1: Um, yeah, I really loved the opening sequence of this. Just really cool, stylish stuff. Uh, well, Great score! Okay. Yeah. Oh my god! Like, god. Yeah, freaking music is awesome. Oh, yeah, but just that opening shot of where. It's uh, like the city line, but then it turns out it's a reflection in the window. Mm-hmm. and they Break the glass. It's like fuck. This looks cool. Why people? Why are people doing this stuff anymore? And even put some effort into your stuff. Even the time lapse, shot on film.
0: Yeah. Well, all of that. Uh, there's a, the bit where he he's looking into the uh, looking out to the skyline, but he's also you know he's got the reflection of himself, and he says Merry Christmas. Uh, it's like this is great i love the look of this movie yeah um not super action heavy but it does have one really good car chase in it that gets pretty wild yeah like a, a bus crashes
3: <laughs> yeah i was
0: surprised yeah like
2: is that mm-hmm. it's like a blue school bus
0: yeah or so, it, i don't know what it is okay. what it's supposed to be uh i'm not familiar with the I think are they? Where are they? Are, L.A. Right? Is is it L.A.? Well, you know, it's hard to say. I, I,
3: uh, I am, did they ever say? I know it's not Chicago. They say like the sisters going to Chicago for school, so it's not that. And there's no snow, and it's Christmas, but it might be L.A. I think it is. I think it's
0: L.A. Uh, it looks
3: very L.A. Yeah, it
0: feels very L.A. Yeah, actually, I remember thinking like when I was thinking about the Miami Vice thing, I was like, "This is." pretty far from miami so yeah i think i did know it was la but um yeah uh, anyways i'm not very familiar with the 1987 la transportation system so i couldn't tell you (laughs) what that bus is
2: okay
1: if you are very familiar with the 1980s la public transport systems write us an email (laughs) yeah
0: but uh I i i do recommend this movie because it's i think it's very interesting uh, also, you know, D.B. Sweeney, I think, is a likable enough lead. He he definitely pulls off that, like, kind of aw shucks type character who can be intense in, in a way that uh, Paul Walker would later do in <laughs> Fast and Furious. Yeah,
2: with similar hair. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, I the, noticed that. The similarities yeah. just keep on coming.
1: Mm, yes taken two star db sweeney yeah <laughs> back on the pod <laughs> i didn't even know he, i didn't even know charlie sheen wasn't the good guy in this movie until i watched it because he's on all the posters i was like oh yeah, this is a this is a charlie sheen movie nope it's not it's a db sweeney vehicle we all love and know from what well, taken two <laughs> <laughs> i don't even remember who you place in taken
2: two uh, oh, uh brian mills has three buddies John Grease, yeah. Leland Orser and a third guy. And the third guy is played by a different actor in all three movies. And DB Sweeney oh. plays him in a second.
1: Okay. Oh. Of course. Yeah.
2: But uh I was curious how did this one end up on your on our Christmas list? Takes place on Christmas. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah but it takes place on
1: Christmas. Christmas dinner and stuff. How did you first
2: find out that this was a Christmas movie? Like
1: there's a there's a list of on on Letterbox called like Never Ending Christmas ah, okay. movie list that has like eight thousand five hundred movies on it. Uh, so okay. I just picked action as genre and just looked at stuff I I thought was interesting and that could uh, possibly pair up with a, a different movie.
2: Uh, okay, because it isn't very outwardly Christmas, so to speak.
1: So it's isn't curious. really very outwardly action. Oh. No, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, that's.
0: No, it, it it exists in that kind of halfway realm which I think the first Fast and Furious does as well where it sort of depends on what you classify as action so you have um, you know, it has car chases, it has people getting shot and, and whatnot but they don't really play it's not really a gunfight type action Yeah. or really just like two car chases
3: yeah and there's a really good scene that's not a car chase, but the car is driving, you know, very fast through LA and it's very exciting even if it's not, you know, a chase. Yeah.
0: Well, this is the you know, it's the same thing where that that's what pretty much all of Fast and Furious is. <laughs> they're not chases per se, they're ra- I mean, they're races.
3: Yeah, yeah, true.
1: Yeah. When are they bringing DB Sweeney into the family, <laughs> that's what I'm wondering.
0: Yeah, would he play this character again or would he play the character he plays in The Cutting Edge? You guys don't know that. He play both.
1: <laughs> yes, both. he plays. Th- they're, they're twins. <laughs> Cutting Edge. It's an ice skating
0: movie, right? Mm, yeah. Well, he's a he's a hockey player who ends up being a like a figure skater. <laughs> Classic. That's that's pretty much what I knew him from. Um, that and he's in the better than you would think alien abduction film, Fire in the Sky.
2: Ooh, that's great. Yeah.
0: He plays the guy that gets abducted. So I actually highly recommend that movie too because that movie is freaky as hell.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a great movie. But uh, have you, either of you guys ever played any of the Stuntman games?
1: No. Mm, I no. don't think so. No. Maybe the first one on PlayStation 2.
2: Okay. Because at the end of the chase scene, the bad guys crash through a Pepsi truck. And I was like, I know that from somewhere. I know that from somewhere. And I tried to look it up, but I couldn't find it. But I think there's, like, a level on one of the games where you have to crash through a soda truck. I was hoping one of you would know.
0: No.
1: <laughs> no you're.
0: I'm not sure if you've heard of this there. movie. <laughs> heard it's a of video game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, definitely haven't heard of that. Video games, never heard of them. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have to go and watch uh, Stuntman playthrough and see if they... <laughs> Yeah.
0: You know what? Well, I've seen other movies where they do similar things. I mean, at the end of, there's a, uh, in The Punisher, the 1989 version, I think they crash into the back of a Pepsi truck. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's about, that's what's popping in my head right now. Okay. But yes, this is uh, D.B. Sweeney gets um, sort of recruited for undercover work by Randy Quaid. Who's playing the Ted Levine uh, yeah. role from Fast and Furious.
1: Or and the Gary... No, not the Gary Busey part, I guess. The,
0: uh, yeah, is, is, there yeah was, sort of. Is he? Whew.
1: Yeah, there's no really equivalent. I guess it would be uh, the, the Gary Busey part.
0: Yeah, they're, more, they're definitely more partners in Point and Break. Yeah. Because um, Catherine well, Bigelow is a better filmmaker, and she's like, well, let's have that dichotomy of the two different relationships going on. And so she understood Probably that never. a lot better.
1: I won't stand for this uh, slander of, uh, let me check my notes, Peter Werner. Yeah. <laughs> Randy Quaid, a Christmas movie staple.
0: Kind of, yeah.
1: Well, Christmas Vacation and the Christmas Vacation 2, the really good sequel. Yeah. <laughs> the one
3: everyone talks about, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's so good. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Jesus Christ. <laughs> if you haven't seen Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure, you know, do yourself a favor this Christmas and ruin everyone's okay. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> just show it to the family unannounced. Pretend you got the wrong DVD and you meant to get Christmas
0: vacation one. Or just try and gaslight them and tell them this was always the Christmas <laughs> vacation they remember. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he goes, uh, D.B. Sweeney goes in undercover as, I think, what they call him, Brian? Benji. Uh, I, or ben, no, Benji's his real name. Yeah, and I'm he's undercover. He, he just changes his last name, right? Is it? Because uh, he called himself Isles. That's, yeah, that's Benji he Isles. He, okay. Right?
3: Wikipedia says that his it's Benji Taylor and Bill Isles, but... Bill, it was Bill. That's what it was, and it was Benji and Brian.
0: Brian is the character that Paul Walker plays in Fast and Furious. Yeah, that's what that's what's going on in my head. It's Benji, Brian, and Bill. (laughs) Yeah, Johnny Utah worked better, (laughs) but they call him Buster. So I got a lot of B names going on. So he goes and works at a uh, like an auto mechanics place. (laughs) Uh, run by Clark Duke. Yeah, yeah. L- run by Bill Duke. Oh yeah, Bill and Duke Clark. Yeah. Yeah. Clark <laughs> sorry, Clark <makes laughs> like the
1: the comedian,
0: right? But yeah, that is so it, it for the opening of the movie you're just going or I was I was going, this is Fast and Furious. He's he's working as a mechanic and
2: Well and I have it he, throughout the entire film. Yeah,
0: if he was uh, uh, racing cars and you know doing street racing, I I was just gonna throw my hands up. <laughs> but fortunately, they're just stealing cars, particularly yeah. Porsches. Yeah. So it's fun though. Uh, I, I I very much enjoyed the movie. Um, and. I think, and there's also a rival gang. Yes, much like Fast and Furious, it's, it, they don't. Um, ethnically code them like they do in fast and furious but
1: no it's yeah just some guy with a mustache kind of looks like a low-rent john Voigt. which is really
0: funny when it's when i first saw him i my thought was 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 that john Voigt? because i thought that would have been a crazy connection to get away but it was
1: not not. no it's just some guy called rd call
0: yeah I did a thought, lot of oh,
1: yeah. um, uh, Walter Hill movies. Actually. But yeah, his character was named Frank parts. Martin,
0: which is Jason Statham's character in Transporter.
2: Ah, yeah. And they keep referring to him as Martin.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is yeah. confusing. By, no, by his last name.
2: But anyway, um, Charlie Sheen is absolutely fantastic in this one. I mean, he was, probably he didn't was require a lot of acting,
0: but... No. Superbly
2: cast, at least.
0: But I actually think he was always better than people gave him credit for. Yeah. Certainly the more talented um, actor of the two Martin Sheen sons.
1: <laughs> I think he has three or four sons that act, but you only know about two of them, which I guess tells you about the level of the rest. Of them. <laughs> yeah. Sort of a Baldwin situation going on there. The other Esdivas that you've never heard of.
3: Well, Charlie Sheen gave a good performance, but... One reason I don't like this movie as much as Point Break is because Charlie Sheen's character is almost too much of a rich asshole, you know? As opposed to somebody like um, Patrick Swayze in Point Break, who's very likable. So, I, I do feel that I'd rather watch Point Break than this, but not that this is a bad movie.
1: That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. I mean, Point Break is a better movie. That's It's not... I'm not going to argue that. It's a, <laughs> I love Point Break.
0: Yeah, well... The other plus of watching this and then following up with Point Break would be that the quality of the movie improves drastically.
1: Yeah, that's and, true. Oh. Yeah, then you got You got You got to start with Fast and the Furious then. Yeah, because <laughs> if not, you're gonna nose dive at the end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, the, and, but it's it, it is instead of um, I think there, there's sort of a uh, like a love triangle in Point Break in a way. Yeah, but in this, it, it just like in Fast and Furious, it's uh, the the main dude's sister.
1: Yeah, I've... exactly the same. Yeah, it's this. It's so blueprint. <laughs> yeah, I I, know, I I don't know who's credited as the writer of Fast and the Furious, but uh, Dick Wolf, you should be earning some money on these Fast films. <laughs> yeah,
0: it it genuinely surprised me for the first I don't know half hour of this movie. Where I was sitting there going, wait a minute, can they get away with this? But, yeah. They did. Yeah. Well, no, they did. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anybody bring this up. So it it did surprise me when I was watching it. And I will tell everybody, well, you need to watch this. Also, uh, noteworthy was I'm pretty sure that the mall they go into, including the, the parking lot of the mall, is the same mall from Commando. Oh, okay. So that's a that's another. Um,
2: well, if they shot point. in
1: L.A., it might be. Yeah, if you are an
0: expert on 1980s L.A. mobs, <laughs> send us an email. <laughs> yeah, just uh, sometimes I'm watching things and I go, yeah, "That looks really familiar." Just like the the bar when uh, Charlie Sheen goes down and just straight up murders his competition. Oh, yeah. I love that scene. Yeah, the strobe that,
1: light. I love yeah. it. Such yeah, I love I strobe light. I'm a sucker for strobe light. Like just set something, in, like the strobe light club, and I'm like, yeah, this is <clears throat> this is great. Yeah, but uh, that that like, set piece. Like a piece. magpie attracted to strobe lights.
0: <laughs> well, I love that scene. First off, it has it very much reminds me of the nightclub sequence from Nighthawks. but also, I something there's something very familiar about the the set. So it tells me it's probably a real place that's been used more than one time in the films that I've seen, and I could not tell you what it was. For some reason, I thought it was a Chuck Norris movie, but I kept going through, right after I watched this, I just rolled through a bunch of Chuck Norris movies trying to find (laughs) what it was, but I could not find it. I was like, where where have I seen this bar before? But I could not find it.
2: Maybe bars just look similar to each other.
0: Well, it's it's very particular. Okay, it, it's wow. it, it's a very thin little club. He, he goes down into the you know the base of.
1: If you are very familiar with the 1980s LA club scene, <laughs> send us an email. Or if you just worked on No Man's Land, just give Brenton a call and answer all his questions. Yeah.
0: And I have some. If you're yeah. Ron Howard, I especially want to talk to you. Well, no. I don't. Yeah. Th- I'm wondering if Ron Howard was on set on this, but yeah. No idea, but um, very good car chase stuff. I I really liked that that whole sequence, just because when it starts going wild, uh, I genuinely went whoa. Maybe it was part of me waking waking up in the middle of the movie, but no, yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah. He had some excellent stunt driving in it.
0: Yeah, some obvious doubles,
2: but yeah,
0: well, some not so obvious doubles too. There was a part where they. I thought the the Porsche that were driving was gonna skid off the road and it looked like it was actually D B Sweeney driving. And I went, Oh my god, really? Maybe that's why it almost skidded off the road. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh that I guess you transition over to talk about getaway. Oh yeah. Which is the Oh well, uh, that was a bit fast. Yeah, well furious. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But as yeah, the eightieth movie to have the name getaway
3: well there's also a bunch of movies named no man's land as well there's like 12 of them. that's true yeah yeah
0: that's why these movies were lost because they have the name of every other movie
2: yeah but was there anything else you wanted to add right
1: uh well not particularly but there's like a lot of movie there at the end um i guess with the dirty cop and all this stuff just, oh, okay. just, just go watch it for yourself, and you'll you'll find out.
2: I I do feel, what? like the movie needed an ending with cars. Like the ending is great on the the rooftop garage, but they they so. should have
0: tied it back in with the the Steely to the Porsches.
2: Yeah. Well, they kind of
0: do, but they don't. They really don't. They're not driving.
2: A bit more action in the in the finale would have been welcome.
0: It does feel rushed in a way. Yeah. Even that scene where the sister's like uh he's a cop and he just like goes huh and just walks out the door <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever yeah do you know what that changes nothing yeah. the ending is inexorable
1: yeah no, a lot of great nighttime photography in this one all the night scenes just look so good yeah and the score yeah. by
2: Basil Polidurus
3: yeah mm. uh, it slaps yeah yeah, yeah. But what would you what it's do you really expect really. from Basil Padoris? He's, he's one of the yeah. best. Yeah, he did.
0: He, My he favorite seems movie.
3: No. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, well, not I don't know,
1: but like he doesn't get hyped enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He dead? Is he dead? Yeah. Ooh. Before I pronounce someone dead again. <laughs> <laughs> do know? Yeah, he died. He died a long time ago. He died in two thousand six. So that's why he's not making scores anymore. For those wondering. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that explains a lot.
1: But yeah, he did RoboCop and Conan and uh, a lot of great
0: stuff, a lot of great scores,
1: and this one, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: also great. Yeah, uh, and if uh, the, if you really appreciate how this movie looks, and it does look really good, it's because there's a, a Korean cinematographer who worked here with Charlie Sheen on The Arrival. There's also a, a underrated little sci-fi film and uh the rocketeer which is a underrated little kind of superhero pulpy movie
1: i've done a little bit of research here and the mall scenes in no man's land appear to be shot at something called west side pavilion yeah that's while it Commando was shot at something called sherman oaks gallery
0: sherman oaks is where they did the uh, terminator 2 i think
1: are you
2: trying to spin this so you're still right
0: no, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm definitely it's definitely a wrong. The different two different malls. Okay, but but that's it. I'm I'm freaking wrong every time. <laughs> well, you're
1: right about Commando Terminator too, though, so you can just recognize it from uh, this mall was apparently in Clueless. I would not have put that together. As if. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just looking at at the credits where they say peop- people have shot what films say that have been shot there. There's no listings for an Underground Nightclub. You still need someone to... Someone come in and tell me. I need <laughs> yeah, to know. Yeah, an email about that one.
0: Yeah, that's, that's it D. B. for me. D.B.
1: Sweeney, come on the pod and tell some anecdotes. Yeah. You're not doing much. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Randy Quaid, please come. You're
0: insane. I'm sure, I'm sure that'll be a pretty straightforward conversation.
1: I mean, can he derail the podcast more than me? We'll have to see. I'm gonna say no. Was he ever on Miami Vice? Randy Quaid? No, I don't think mm. so. He was. People forget. Randy Quaid was pretty big, actually. Now he's just big physically, but like as a name, that he was the he was the big he was the prime Quaid brother for a while. You know, he had a. You know, Oscar nomination, a lot of uh, appearances in like old classic movies before, and then not so much later.
0: He's a very interesting presence because he's, he's kind of got that um, Jeff Daniels thing where he can do, he can play like big comedy, but he can also be uh, like a very dramatic actor, just bring in the gravitas.
1: Yeah and then he just sort of drifted more towards comedy in the 90s and everyone just remembers him from the comedies. Yeah, it's, it's a bit like um like Jim Belushi actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John, Jim yeah, Jim. He's the one that's alive. Yeah. Uh and uh, he yeah, he also just great dramatic actor who just uh, everyone just remembers the comedy parts. He was in Thief and stuff like he started out doing real serious stuff and then they were just sort of like forcing him to To try to be his brother, later on. Yeah. Well, he also
2: did did according to Jim, which (laughs) is a
1: comedy. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's the it's the rare sit drama. (laughs) 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 I wasn't laughing.
0: (laughs) Oh, if it was supposed to be funny, I missed it.
1: Oh, yeah. George Morodian, who was um, Albert Pune's regular cinematographer when and shot like 150 episodes of According to Jim. Right up uh, nothing, and uh, derailing the podcast. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> well. then Getaway. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say speaking of people shooting things that uh, shoot DTV stuff, Getaway, shot by. People, uh, you know, just actually everyone that worked on the movie. If you're going through DTV stuff, uh, in particular, like Universal Day of Reckoning, the cinematographer of that worked on this. Uh, Mm -hmm. You'll find the people that did the stunts. You'll find them all over the Extraction movies, and and I mean these guys, and that's you know the the entire reason to watch Getaway, is not anything to do with this story. You're just, it has just some grade-A car crashes.
3: Yeah, I had to look up on the internet to see, is this the movie with the most car crashes? I don't think it is, but it's got to be up there, right?
0: It it, well, it, yeah. it pushes Blues Brothers' levels of vehicular mayhem. Talking about Jim Belushi. He yeah. should have made a the segue there. But different Belushi. That's John Belushi. Yeah, I, but I, I, did, I did think of it. But I was like, yeah. eh, where? how can I do this? <laughs> I was like, I'll go with the cinematographer from Universal <laughs> Soldier Day of Reckoning. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it Getaway is just, it's sort of a commando-esque uh, setup, and it just jumps right into it. It says, oh, his wife's been kidnapped. He has to drive this customized uh, car uh, across some European city. I'm not really sure where they are. Sofia, Bulgaria. Bulgaria um, yeah okay yeah bulgaria and uh cause uh, outrageous amounts of mayhem uh, for john voight doing uh, another wild accent in his career
1: (laughs) my one note from this movie is basically just too many close-ups of john voight's mouth (laughs) it's just like come on you've established that he's the voice you don't have to show his mouth every time he talks and at one point he's drinking like a cocktail and says, so, mm, you can see all the wetness in his mouth and his lips. Uh, stop showing me this. Stop showing me this. Just let him speak instead, please.
0: Just to bite, bite, bite more um, more olives from a toothpick. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's giving me the, if you've seen the um, duck you sucker, there's a scene oh. the, where the cart and all the yeah. rich people are eating and that. Leone just goes closer and closer and closer on the mouth, and I'm just like Ugh. That's what I felt like watching John Voigt's
0: mouth continuously and this.
3: Yeah, he kinda of seems like he's doing a Werner Herzog impression or something like that. Well that's how it felt like to me, but
0: I think that's what I called it in my review. I said it was a mix of Oh really. His character from Anaconda and Werner Herzog
2: <laughs> Yeah. It's well something. he he is supposed to play a German. Is that what he's supposed to be? he is in Germany yeah and he says uh, Scheiße.
0: that's right time. he does say that at the end of the movie
1: mm-hmm. yeah, it's weird because it, it's got like three sort of like you know, like bad guy actors who are but none of them are really in the movie almost because Paul Freeman from Raiders of the Lost Ark is in here playing the man and then Bruce <laughs> Payne is in there playing Distinguished Man Bruce Payne from uh, Passenger 57 and everyone's favorite movie Highlander Endgame that's, uh, honestly, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: Uh,
0: but yeah.
2: He brings a lot of what you gravitas to put yeah. it in Brenton's words. I love that word. I, I fucking jumped up when I saw him. John Boyd or Bruce Payne? Bruce Payne. Oh.
0: But all of this is secondary to just one after another sequence of cars crashing. Because there's almost a, a video game-esque feel to it. He'll be ch- getting chased by one car, and it's just an insane chase. And then he finally gets that car to wreck in the most wild way imaginable. And then another one will just pop right back up. <laughs> A new yeah. new car. It's <laughs> really it's almost funny. Like you're just like oh here's another one to t- 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 yeah. take that one's place. It was just around the corner. It was waiting for that one to crash. Police in Bulgaria are overfunded.
3: Apparently, yeah. <laughs> so many cars. <laughs> yeah. How many are there? A lot less now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. it's hard not to laugh at the amount of destruction in this movie it's like one point they're just like run into that truck with the bottled water in it and I was just like laughing because yeah. it's so absurd
0: yeah
2: yeah they yeah. have to stretch the runtime a bit at the start yeah. so he's just given like random tasks but I was right. surprised by how much actual plot the movie gets later on
0: yeah oh yeah Well, I think they filmed all of the car crashes first and then tried to write a story around it that connected them.
2: It feels like that, yeah.
0: (laughs) Because there's... certainly possible. Yeah, it's just mayhem for so much of it that uh, I think uh, halfway through the movie, when I first watched this, uh, I just started really appreciating it. And to my surprise, going online and finding
3: out that everyone universally hates this movie. Yeah, it got a thrashing by the critics. It has like 3% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Yeah, it's insane how crazy. Like, uh, there's, I follow two people on Letterboxd who hasn't given this uh, maximum one and a half star. It's like the highest. Everyone, except for Brenton and the guy who does the Christmas marathons, <laughs> Justin, the clue. The only two people I follow that's given this above one and a half stars.
2: Well, I, I gave it two out of five ten years ago. And now I, I'm at three and a half. So. I, yeah,
0: I think yeah, that that's about as good as I think I would give it to. Yeah, I have issues with the movie itself, but I I enjoy watching it so much that that's 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 like a high ranking for me. But uh, I think the reason is Selena Gomez. I think people just did not like that whole pop stars as actresses thing going on, and they really kind of like. I don't know I think they're harsher to the movie because she's in it
1: they love to hate it yeah and it's ridiculous because she's she's good yeah Yeah. she's just good as an actress on a whole like I even in like I um, God, a rainy day in New York which I mentioned before we recorded which is one of the worst movies I saw this year she's like the only actor in that movie that's good
0: and uh, I think she's pretty solid in this for what she's she's not even annoying you know, she's she's a yeah. ba- she's a baby faced young girl in this. I think she's in her twenties, but she's playing like maybe sixteen. <laughs> she and she's pulling it off because she looks like a child. But
2: well, I I think the legal age for driving in the whole of Europe is eighteen. So yeah, but her, 16, her think, dad right? is
0: very wealthy, and the only th- I don't know that she drives. She just owns That's a car. car. Yeah. But yeah. it's just a okay. customized, um, like a uh, piece, you know, because she, she's yeah. a she's a rich kid, so what she she yeah, might when, ne- never have driven as far as we know, and I don't think she ever drives in the movie. So, <laughs> no, she doesn't. No, that's true. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, when I, when she first showed up, I was like, oh, they're gonna do this. They're gonna have like the whole you know like hostage type character who tags along. But you know, I thought it worked really well. I mean, I was surprised at how well it worked. I still.
0: Yeah, for something that honestly makes hardly a lick of sense. And uh, it is funny that... Very bare bones. Yeah, you're just like, what? And she... Because he just drove through a Christmas parade, right? And then she just yeah. jumps in the car with a gun. And then it turns yeah. out... It... Well, no, he's he's parked, isn't he, when that happens? Yeah. 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 He's he's parked for a bit. For like, I I don't know, maybe a minute. Oh, I thought it was longer. But she finds him immediately, you know, considering that he's not in that same parking garage. She made it all all the way across town pretty quick to get to that car. Of course, I have no, you know, there's no real sense of geography in this movie, so I I never know what the (laughs) fuck is going on. Yeah, I I was curious if people from Sofia
2: would be like, oh, now they're here, and now they're going there. And yeah, probably
0: not. (laughs) <laughs> it's probably just that if,
1: if if you are from Sofia, <laughs> Bulgaria, please email
0: us. But uh, yeah, that is a. Uh, it, it's clear that you know they're over wherever it's in Bulgaria. They're they're stretching the dollar, and I think they're getting their money's worth as far as that goes. Oh yeah, and in, yeah. oh for the yeah. car stuff
1: for sure, so much much great mayhem. There's about I think also something that might bother people is there's a lot of like clearly things that are shot on cheaper cameras so they could attach the cameras to uh, cars. And, that's what and I was going to bring up. Crash those cars. Because <laughs> you can't, you can't like, they're not going to mount like two IMAX cameras on a car and then just ram that car directly into a wall. I,
0: <laughs> I love this aesthetic. I love that they're doing that. It reminds me of uh, like Nebeldean and Taylor's stuff where they would just, yeah, yeah, yes. they're, they're just grabbing weird cameras and just strapping them on things. And this is like, Oh, there's there's a camera and they they mounted it like just off to the side of the tire, so you're looking at this thing's tire as it crashes into another car, uh, and, and so on and so forth. They're just mounting like tons of these things. There's a, it's a, there's GoPros and whatever, just everywhere, all over these cars, and they would and they they do a lot of fast cutting, but because it's I think it it, it remains cohesive uh, to its message of let's watch every kind of wreck imaginable. Um, I think it works. It never cuts away
2: from what we're supposed to be watching. Yeah, it cuts to a different camera or angle or whatever, but that, yeah, it doesn't become incoherent.
3: I was surprised, but yeah, it it worked really well. I thought this was a really good movie. Nah. Not- a great movie, but I was impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Too.
0: I just, yeah, it's
1: real like over, overhated movie. I don't, I don't understand why everyone's like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like, why? why? I'm great, great car chases in this.
0: Yeah. It's weird that, uh, like fast and furious to go back to that. That is so like, you look at these, the dates that these are coming out and you're like, this is r- alongside these fast and Furious movies. And a lot of the car crashes and stuff are much better than the ones in those movies. So I I just, I I was like blown away after watching this and then going along. I was like, surely people talked about this movie somewhere. And like, no, they all hate it. Every single, everybody, everywhere hates it.
1: Yeah. I've seen like three three or four people. I guess with Marty, it's four people now who's been positive to this movie.
0: Yeah. It's like just watch this. Uh, I, I really do think that it's the the that kind of like hater, that pop star hater thing. It's got to be yeah. it, or they just
1: And also it's from the from the director of uh, the of original the first uh, Dungeons and Dragons movie talking about Bruce Payne. Oh yeah,
0: that's probably why he's in here.
1: And so that's another people like oh this guy did that movie, so he's bad.
0: <laughs> Which actually, I I don't hate that movie. I think it's enjoyable. I, in fact, I I, th- I find a kind of enjoyment along the same lines that I did with the new one, the new Dungeons and Dragons movie, where you're like okay, well that movie is more obviously trying to be silly, so I guess people give it a pass. Whereas I think he made Dungeons and Dragons and when uh, he he understood the assignment too, but he just didn't make it as obviously silly. There's not as like many joke jokes. Did he, did he strap lots of uh, GoPros to dragons? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> could have saved Too it bad. with some oh. dragon oh. crashes. No, what a shame.
1: <laughs> well, or, well, he should have had more close-ups of Jeremy Irons' mouth. <laughs> that would have
0: saved yes, and I do like that
2: they, uh, that they I do like that they mentioned downshifting in this film because in a lot of American movies they're like go faster and then you see them shifting gears as if shifting gears means more speed
3: no i have no clue what any of that means
2: but the only way for that to make sense is is (laughs) downshifting and they actually mention it in this one
0: so yeah well
1: in america most cars are automatics right yeah and in europe it's almost all shift gear yeah Uh,
0: yeah i mean with so in in the i don't know how it is uh, over there so much there's sort of an attitude in in the u.s that this, it, it's like, um, it's, it's almost this sort of like, oh, we have a skill because we can drive uh, uh, manual, as mm-hmm. they would yeah. call it over here. Yeah, here too. And so, so yeah, there's like a, a kind of, oh, you're taking the easy way with your automatic. Uh, and that's, and so there's an attitude to it, which is why when they show, in in so many films, they show them shifting. They're they're trying to be like, see how skilled he is. He's moving. He can move his arm in angular motions. They don't really show you know his his foot, feet on the pedal or anything. But they're like, yeah, look at that gear shift. Yeah. It's masculine, just grabbing that, grabbing that <laughs> stick.
1: Yeah. No, over here it's just every just assumed that everyone drives manual. Yeah. I think if you do your entire driving okay. license uh, with an automatic, you you're not allowed to drive manual unless you you also pass driving test with with a manual car. I think so. Yeah, makes sense. There is
2: a sort a, a of shift towards um, automatic with uh, electric driving because I don't think electric driving has manual gear shifting.
0: Yeah, I don't see yeah. why it would.
2: But yeah, most of it is still manual over here. Yeah,
0: I think. That what they need to do is have somebody come out with the old crank starter cars mm-hmm. and be like, "No, you guys, you guys! Did, oh, your manual's so cool. Have you yeah. seen me in my old crank they starter?" They need to have and Fast and the
1: F- Furious X One or whatever it's gonna be called. They need that's what yeah. they're gonna do for the finale. Is is like <laughs> we have these Ford T models. <laughs> 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 that's it. They're just gonna street race with like. 19th century cars
0: <laughs> <laughs> well they they sort of do that in one in the of the cu- latter cuba ones seat. where yeah. that guy they're in cuba yeah and he's got the old junker and because he he's always vindy is always saying it's not about the car it's about <laughs> the driver and, mm-hmm. and the guy throws it in his face okay <laughs> we'll drive that then and then he does and wins but yeah you should of just course. make it
1: older and older, like it's a, a, a horse mm-hmm. and buggy race at the <laughs> end. It's not about yeah. the horse, it's about the ride. <laughs> yeah. Set it in the Netherlands, to have everybody uh, ride bikes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The same attitude. Yeah, but
1: like pe- penny fartings. Wind diesel riding, a yeah. penny farting down. Amsterdam. <laughs> now
0: we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the gang, the gangies against is a bunch of unicycles. <laughs> yeah,
1: it turns out his other his other brother went to Clown College. <laughs> now he <laughs> <laughs>
0: Played
2: by Randy Orton.
0: Oh, I love that. Played by Randy uh, Quaid. Why? Now I really, yeah, I, but I desperately want that now. Randy Quaid is playing <laughs> Windiesel's dad. <laughs> I didn't die, son. I didn't kill myself. I know that that dilutes all of the drama from the last like three movies.
1: That's the thing. I don't even... I think I fell off after
3: the <laughs> eighth one. Yeah, same here.
0: I've watched nine. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I've seen, I've seen them all. Multiple
3: times.
1: <laughs> I understand Eden Hawk did his own um, uh, stunt driving for this one. That He really underwent a lot of stunt driving. Well, some of it. Yeah, but, uh, like, he really trained with stunt drivers to, like, be able to do it, and it's like, so it, it feels, it's, it's sort of sad that people are, like, because people, like, when Keanu Reeves does gun training for John Wick, I was like, yeah, yeah, look at him, oh, he's doing all this, his gun training, he learned how to load his shotgun, it's so cool, and it's like, Eaton Hawk went and did a uh, stunt driving, and learned that, and, and did a bunch of his own stunt driving, and then it's like, everyone's like. like Oh, That's the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Fuck off Ethan Hawk.
0: That's another one another thing. You're like, you have a very likable lead actor oh, yeah. in Ethan Hawk. And even though I never really gave a shit about his wife and her plight, uh the rest of the movie was Oh I, I thought you meant like
1: Uma Thurman. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the fact that it's uh the, the there's so much like fun to be had watching this uh kept me going. And I was like, I, don't know, I guess I'm kind of invested in what happens. But it's just weird to me that that people did not like this.
1: Not just didn't like, like
0: viciously hated. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing. You're like, you know, if there were people going, well, you know, two and a half, this movie's mid, you know, that kind of thing. I'd be like, I guess. I, I disagree, but I guess. But they, people are like, actually, you know. Here's a half a star. This movie is awful. It's garbage, utter garbage. And that is bizarre. I did look up, I did try and find uh, anybody just explaining why there was an unmitigated hate campaign against this, but I could not find anything. This was, like, released, and it disappeared as, just as quickly as it came out. And in that brief amount of time people decided that it was awful and should be derided as such
1: yeah because like i understand like hate for like an eaten hawk movie like uh, zeros and ones which is sort of advertised as an action movie but it's aggressively not an action movie and abel ferreira is like aggressively not he doesn't want to. it hates his own audience i think holds them in contempt and i can understand people hating that because it's promising you a thing and it's 100% not delivering on it and it's just it hates it hates you it <laughs> hates you as the audience and and this is just not it's just good fun yeah A lot of action yeah what do you want from your action movie you're getting action <laughs> shut up and
0: enjoy it but i was i was seeing people they were talking about the you know clunky script poorly Acted poorly, edited—you know—all these things that are just not true.
1: The script's not great, but no, it, it's it's serviceable.
0: It, there's there's barely a script. It's so enough maybe, to drive the movie forward. Yeah, yeah, it's very okay. economical. <laughs> yeah. Well, it it starts like right up. Like if you yeah. aren't really paying attention when this movie starts up, you will be like, did I miss the opening? Because it just yeah. starts right up.
2: Well, it starts up and then it jumps back to five minutes before the start of the movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, in the middle of, the, of one of the the chase scenes. And yeah. he goes, oh, here's, he'll, by the way, this is why he's doing what he's doing.
3: Yeah, I thought it was really economical and i I liked it a lot how they kind of like showed like the flashback for like two seconds only like two seconds to him like crashing his car in the racing circuit or whatever and like oh i guess that's the backstory now he just drives cars and that's the backstory but now we're on to this action and i I thought i was fine with it
2: yeah you don't need more than that
3: yeah
0: but uh you know uh, we brought up the all the little cameras and stuff i don't think yeah, I like if I go back I just I've seen this twice now. I don't think there's a single like CGI car crash. I think it's all practical.
1: Well Which, that's what I am doing. The only only time I questioned if there was CGI was in when they are they fire a rocket launcher on the highway in the like finale. And I was like, it's the explosion there. I, I wouldn't doubt maybe that. Maybe CGI. The, uh, the impact.
2: They, they didn't do that. But it doesn't
1: hit the 10 car. Years ago, though. It hits the road. Yeah. Well, they might have.
2: Not looking this good. I mean, explosions still look fake now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they did it for real. Yeah, Probably well, not maybe. firing a rocket launcher, but setting off an explosion. Yeah, Yeah. What the maybe. Do, what, what the fuck does the government of Bulgaria care? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I mean, it, 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 that is a point, though, because I know, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme, his movies shoot a lot in, like, Eastern Europe and Bulgaria because a lot of the stunts he wants to do, they're like, no, you can't do this in America. We're not, we're not going to let you. Expendables 2 was shot in Bulgaria, I think. Well, that's late enough that I'm assuming that's budgetary reasons. Yeah, okay. But I don't know. I just remember that was, like, a, a, an anecdote he told in, like, 15, maybe 20 years ago, almost that. They didn't want to let him do his uh, the stunts he wanted in America. He said it was too dangerous. Well, if
0: if this is the result, then I guess I agree.
1: Yeah,
2: nobody got d- hurt making the
0: movie. Yeah, but I mean, that go go to East Europe and make your car crash movies, because <laughs> cause, damn. Are you listening, Vin Diesel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did. They 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 end up doing, even the, the Mission Impossible movies end up going to Europe to film there. You know every every freaking car car chase car crash movie is now in Europe. All of them.
1: Yeah, the last three Mission Impossible, well, the last two and the upcoming one, filmed here. Yeah, it's true. But well, this is hardly Eastern Europe.
2: Here is in Norway.
1: Yes, yeah. as in Norway. The climax of um, Fallout when where they're fighting at after the helicopter crash. That's in Norway. That mountain. Uh, Even though they said in India, and when he jumps in the newest one, he when he jumps to the train, when he drives the motorcycle off the cliff, the the place where he drives the motorcycle off is in Norway, and I think the the train is like in Switzerland or something. So it's a long jump.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I had an interest. uh, What do they call this? Uh, I just pulled up a route. Contemporary review from when this came out, and they just said, you know, ferociously indistinguishable editing. So I don't know. They it says it's sensory n- annihilation. So what I'm getting is that some people did not like how quick cut it was, which I kind of understand. Although they really, man, everyone really. Keeps hammering on about Selena Gomez not being believable as a techie type.
3: So, I don't know. well, they do.
0: Unfortunate.
3: They do kind of do that cliche moment where they like, "We gotta loop the cameras," but other than that, I mean, nothing was wrong no, with the performance. I mean, they're,
0: they're fucking movies. Like, what do you want?
3: <laughs> like Man. the whole point of this movie <laughs> is
0: to just show cars crashing as cool as possible. Like, there's, a there's like, one shot mm-hmm. where there's two cars that they launch at each other, and they crash together, and they sort of, like, it's like they're connected, and they kind of spin together around, and, yeah, and then like they dance. land back down, and they're, like, on opposite sides of where they started, right? And I was like, that shot alone was worth the price of admission, so... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. good and movie. It
2: needs to be uh, reappreciated.
0: I disagree oh, yeah. with mm. the people that gave it one out of ten stars and one out of five and so on and so forth. Just go check this out. It's got a ton of great car crashes, so much wonderful vehicular mayhem. Selena Gomez is uh, is good in it. Ethan Hawke is good in it. Sean uh mouth is disgusting. Um, uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> everything you would, Yeah, everything you could possibly Bruce Payne is great. And it's
1: more Christmassy than
0: yeah. No
3: Man's Land. Oh yeah.
1: It does uh,
0: well yeah,
2: it,
1: and yeah, it's on a
3: Christmas song at least. <laughs> so yeah. what did you guys think about the ending to Getaway? Did you feel it was a little sequel baity, like optimistic, like we're gonna have like a whole franchise or did you well, kind of I feel guess that I will say when I first
0: watched this, um that ending really bothered me because I thought it was sequel baiting. But the last time I watched it, I was like, There's no fucking world in which there's a sequel to this. I'm like, what are we gonna have Chelena Gomez go on the hunt for this guy? Ethan Hawke as a as a race car driver. I'm like what what's he gonna do? There's no way. I mean, I guess Fast and Furious movies managed to pull it off a million times, but I I just could not imagine it. <laughs> the only world in which I can imagine a sequel working is if John Voight does the yeah, same true. thing to another person, and they are sort of a action version of the Saw movies. I'm, I'm just checking
1: if John <laughs> Voight is still alive. John Voight is still alive. Okay. <laughs> he's out there. He keeps complaining that he's not getting Hollywood roles anymore. And it's like he's like, it's because I'm conservative. And it's like, no, it's because you're 84, man. There's no parts for 84-year-olds in Hollywood at all. Name me an 84-year-old who's having a great body of work lately look at yeah. what Morgan Freeman's doing.
2: <laughs> No, I think I agree with Brenton about the ending back then but I think nowadays the ending of a rich son of a bitch getting away with it just plays better
3: oh yeah that's true yeah. it's very realistic
2: yeah,
0: yeah it's just sort of like, so I like oh that. that sucks but I guess he's not got his wife back so not that
2: bad yeah. and it has an ending that's car centric I like that
0: yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take this kind of ending over, even though thematically I liked the ending to No Man's Land better, because I thought, well, the only way this is going to end for Charlie Sheen is he's going to die, and, and I didn't really real. feel any any kind of like themes in Getaway. They weren't, they weren't, they, it was not a morality tale. So it's just, <laughs> let's see how much shit can get fucked up on the way to saving Ethan Hawk's wife. It's, you know, like I said at the, the beginning of it, it's sort of commando ish. Like, here, here's the setup. And now it's just a bunch of violence until the, these two are reconnected.
2: <laughs> yeah. Here's the setup and go.
3: Yeah. Kind of reminded me of speed in a way. Kind of yeah. speed meets taken, but. Yeah, I think yeah, Commando well, works too. You
0: yeah. know, Taken is very Commando, so...
3: Oh, yeah, well.
0: Commando, the most influential action film of all time. <laughs> no,
2: no, no. Legend of the Seven... No? Yeah. yeah, Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. Or Oily Maniac. Which one was it? <laughs> oily oily <laughs> Maniac oily was maniac, the influential yeah. one. The really
0: great or <clears throat> film of the genre. I think, you know, we, we did talk about this briefly, but uh, it's Veracruz. It's Veracruz every time.
1: Sure. I don't know. I definitely saw Shades of Oily Maniac <laughs> in Viratina. <Verity. laughs> yeah,
0: uh, I don't know what else to say, but uh, actually, I, I guess I really enjoyed both of these movies. I, I think
2: I might have to rewatch No Man's Land. because I Well,
3: for me, um, No Man's Land was kind of in the twilight I zone. Just, oh, it, sorry.
2: I thought it was more interesting than good on this first viewing because there's just so much similarities to The Fast and the Furious I was like constantly yeah. like oh, that, oh, they're drinking Corona, oh, he's dating the guy's sister, oh, yeah I think I need to rewatch it to appreciate the movie for itself
0: Well it, uh, it honestly took me probably about 45 minutes into the movie to appreciate it on its own and it was when they brought the score back in, I was like, oh yeah, I did like the score
2: I have listened but to the score since watching it
0: yeah, and then I was like, okay, well, the movie's almost over now, but <laughs> <laughs> I uh, again, I just I like those kind of those 80s films that are that just feel like they slipped off, they fell through a crack in time and nobody nobody brings them up anymore. And that and that's definitely one of them. Uh it's not a great movie. It's not something I would necessarily say everyone needs to see. Although, if you're a big fan of Fast and Furious, I'm like, you should watch this. Tell me what you think.
3: Well, for me, No Man's Land kind of falls in the twilight zone be- between being recommendable and being not recommendable. But that's just my opinion. But, I, I mean, I love the opening shot. I love some of the action and the homo eroticism. But other than that... Oh, you haven't even mentioned the whole. I think I'd rather just watch Point Break again. But I do, yeah. did, like, get away a lot.
0: I, I was going to bring it up earlier when you were talking about the, you know... The, the, just the difference between the leads, you know, the, because you we talked about Swayze, and there's definitely an aspect there where it feels like Johnny Utah is way more into uh, Bodie.
2: Bigelow uh, did that on purpose.
0: Oh, she did. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, comments you know,
2: on, on the masculinity that was prominent in action films at the time.
0: And then they. Kind of ignore it in Fast and Furious, but it's definitely there in No Man's Land. But I can't tell if it's intentional. Whereas no, I yeah. think it,
2: I think it's just supposed to be adoration because he re- really looks up to Charlie Sheen's character for being so, no, rich, cool.
0: I don't know. Yeah, that aspect's there. But think about when they first meet. When he basically Charlie Sheen's character has his car isn't working; can't start it. So Sweeney comes out to help him out and gets it going. And there's this, like, you should drive it. Like, there's this thing going on there. It's it's palpable. (laughs) But I'm like, is that... Like, what is this? What am I getting out of this? I can't tell. The Porsche
1: is a metaphor for his penis.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How many close-ups are there of him shifting that gear? So... Yeah, that, that's really. If there's more than one, then I think we got a case. But yeah, uh, nope. it's it's definitely an aspect. I
1: really liked both of these movies Cause I they. I, I just thought it was great. Loved the uh, loved the score. Loved the photography. Just loved like the sort of low stakes thriller. Mm-hmm. Even though people people did die.
0: Yeah, well, it,
1: those are some stakes.
0: Uh, and uh, undercover movies, I think are, I think that they they kind of take some tact to pull off, and I think it I think it works. I I guess I would say I I, I would understand if somebody had criticisms about its pacing. Because all of the stuff that feels very fast and furious, it does just drag on. You know, like yeah, he's undercover. We get it. And, uh, we're just waiting for things to happen in a way. And it takes a while for that to go on. They they really leave it open for a long time, whether or not Charlie Sheen's character is a bad dude.
1: And he is. Spoilers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> again, We're, great casting. But they do that again in Point Break. It's just done better. Well, Point Break is shorter, too. Is it? Oh. Is, isn't it? I don't know. If, 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 to me, In my memory, it feels longer, but maybe not just more i guess goes on in point break and they they really allow themselves to linger on things like the skydiving and
1: oh no you're right Yeah, point breaks over 2 hours long okay
0: yeah there I, I don't think there's a wasted minute in point break but I, I guess it you know it maybe it because you know she's she's just a master of her craft so she she's able to make it feel like it's not 2 hours i guess uh, I still
2: think No Man's Land has a bit too much going on. You're like, what is, is he supposed to find out who's boosting? Is he supposed to find proof of them stealing cars? Is he supposed to find out that Charlie Sheen was the guy who killed the guy in the opening? Is he supposed well, he w- to... He wasn't. He wasn't what? The you? guy who killed someone no, in no, the no, opening. No, no, no. But is that what he's supposed to find out?
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Oh, it seems like he's going to bring them down
0: well the, randy his quaid. yeah randy quaid is really he, he he thinks he's got his man and that's all he wants he wants evidence that Verrick is the bad guy that is all he wants
1: yeah he wants to take down Charlie sheen he doesn't even care about bill duke who's sort of the actual ringleader at the start i guess yeah,
2: yeah. so it's, it's a it's a, ve- it's very a bit interesting... unfocused in that aspect i think
0: yeah so like in um it They play it more interesting in Point Break, but this feels a lot more like what they do in Fast and Furious, where I think Ted Levine is in the Randy Quaid role, and he is really pushing them on uh, Vin Diesel's character and his crew. And then Paul Walker starts thinking it's actually Ricky Yoon in that group, because he doesn't want to believe it, so that's you know shades of Point Break right there. And on and on, um, it's a it's actually a, a kind of a fun interplay between, you know, what stories they're ripping off and when. True. Now I'm really appreciating the artistic integrity of Rob Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I, I once again, I, I recommend both these movies. Um, people should. Check them out, give them a little bit of uh, leeway, a little bit of more little bit more credit than they've gotten. I don't know, any any other thoughts? No that that's pretty much it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No man's land, give it a look. Uh forgotten gem, Getaway. give it another look because the haters are wrong. Yes.
2: And check out our uh, website. Yeah. com. Join your Discord. Uh, check out the Patreon. Pa- Patreon? Pa- yeah, check out the
0: Patreon. Pa- Patreon. Come on down to the Patreon. Give us some money so that we can uh, watch more movies that no one that no one's ever heard of or are vastly <laughs> underappreciated. Tune in next week for Abraxas. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Give us money so we can actually
2: watch Point Break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, Merry Christmas <laughs>
3: Happy Holidays and Merry Christmas
1: And we'll see you next year Yeah, see yep. you in 2024
3: Yeah. Yep. see you then Bye Bye How much of a thinker are you?
1: Well, you know, I didn't actually graduate from charm school like you
0: So maybe, you know, someday you can give me some tutoring or something uh, I hate you Yeah, I love you A bushel's of fun. Now the jingle hop.